the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you. At 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing in more. I sit here every day and I try to give you an honest look at what's working what's not working on Wall Street, on the economy, on investing. I max out my 401k just like you do. I'm not going to go as far as to say I am you, because trust me, I'm not you. I'm kind of a big deal. People know me. I'm slightly famous. People want to hang out with me. People want to go to dinner with me. People want to hang out. When I lived in New York, people would like say, I want to sleep in your apartment. I'm like, no. I'm very important. Long story short, we're both trying to do the same thing. Get to retirement and enjoy it. You know, it's a process. You know that as well as I do. I wish it was super easy. On a day-by-day basis, it seems kind of crazy. But on a month-over-month basis, on a year-over-year basis, there's nothing better than Wall Street. I used to have a chart back when I cared about things like offices. I used to have a diagram on in my office. Diagram chart. Are they the same thing? I guess they are. I don't even know. But it was Wall Street, the history of Wall Street, basically from 1900 to 2000. 2006. And all it did was it went up. And that was the most important marketing tool in the world to me. Because people would be like, I don't know, I don't know, like, stock market seems like gambling. I'm like, look at the chart behind me. All it does is it slowly but surely goes up. It's not the type of slope that's going to exhaust you. It's not the type of slope that's going to be easy. But So it's better than easy. It's worse or, or not as bad as difficult. The slope gradually goes up. It goes up for producer number eight. It goes up for Rob Black. It goes up for you. There's a chart you can put money on that gradually goes up. And you're like, but these are different times. Look at what our Fed Reserve is doing. Look at what, uh, you know, our, our, our millennials don't have jobs. It's Trust me, this market has seen the 60 hippies. The hippies from the 60s. Not the 60 hippies. The, the 60 hippies are the people that I have in my basement that I tase. I take in old hippies and, um, well, how shall I say it? I do society a favor. I take them off the street. 
You will respect my authority. But, so, this market has seen the hippies in the 60s. This market has seen World War One. It's seen World War Two. This market has seen um, the second coming of Chad Burton, which is pretty scary. George Bush one, George Bush two. This market has seen Vietnam. It's seen Korea. And the only real knowledge I have of Korea, just so you know, because I'm not a historian. I'm not a historian. Okay, so we're all on the same page there, right? See, yes, we, no. Um, I know nothing about Korea. I, I know nothing about the Korean War. I, I saw a couple episodes of MASH, and that's my knowledge base. I don't know why it started. I don't know why when it ended. I don't know the casualties. I'm a little bit more familiar with Vietnam. Not crazy familiar with Vietnam. So World War One and everything I've learned about World War Two, I saw in Saving Private Ryan. Most of my knowledge... So this market has seen crazy stuff. It's seen nuclear explosions. Nagasaki. It's seen Fukushima, which is kind of like more of a meltdown. Hiroshima. Uh, Hiroshima. I, I throw an O in there because I thought that would be comedic gold. Not. But it was close. As my friend Jerry would say, that's gold. That's gold. That's gold, Jerry. Gold. So, where does this go? One thing that you can invest in, and one thing that you and I come to the table on, is that this market takes care of us, slowly but surely. And no, on a day-by-day basis, it looks like an EKG from TV show ER. You know, the patient's going to die. The patient's going to die. It's up, down. It's up, down. It's up, down. But over time, it's slow and steady, and it's kind of actually boring. And that's what's the killer about all of this, is that I have to add color to something that's kind of boring because the people that are are doing my job of analysis scare the hell out of you. It's unfortunate. You know, it's it's like everything in life. You only need and this is the this is almost ironic. When you need expert help is actually when you don't need expert help. If you were to look at the chart of Wall Street, you'd be like, oh, I get it. The problem is you get greedy and you get fearful and you think someone's smarter than you or you think that you're not smart enough. If there's any advice I can give any parent out there is tell your children that they're smart. Tell your children they can do anything possible. Enable your kids to succeed even if you're lying to them. My dad once taught me a, a lesson, and this is the Rob Black lesson of the day. The L-O-D. This is like that NBC moment. This is like that very special episode. Wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. We'll recue that, because the lesson of the day was that my dad once said to me, hold on, wait. <clears throat> Rob Black's dad once said to him, If you have money, you can get anything you want. Okay, so that needs a little bit more explanation because that sounds like I'm trying to acquire, like, nuclear bombs and and prostitutes or something. What my dad was basically trying to say is never take no for an answer. 
and and that that got put on me. It's like there's no woman pretty enough for me. There's no meal too expensive for me. There's no job I can't do. The tragic part of Wall Street is is that you tune in to this very show because you're fearful and greedy. I know that. I see all of the programming and radio and television around me playing into that fear. And the beauty about me is is I'm telling you the same thing. Take a look at the chart behind me. It always goes up. Over time, yes, there are dramatic years, but 7 out of 10 of them are up. But there are those years that are down, where you're going to feel like a, uh, as my dad would say, a butthole. (laughs) My dad's been dead for a long time, so that's actually kind of funny. Don't be a butthole. I don't know how, I don't even do a good dad impression of me. My dad had this thing where he would tear you down to build you up. That makes any sense at all. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. We can talk about Wall Street. We can talk about investing. We could talk about... Okay, so 2014 hasn't like an Arctic blast, an Arctic freeze kind of thing going on as, as one of the stories of the year. Do you know what 2001 had as a story of the summer? In the summer of 2001, sharks were killing people. They were eating people at beaches in America. There's always a story. And you know what the 2001 story was replaced with? 9-11. It's interesting to note, there's always a story that the media will work you up all over. AM 1220 KDOW. To Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. I remember a day, an age where instant messaging wasn't really around, and I remember a day and age where instant messaging was expensive where you paid per text. And I remember actually um, yelling at people, not me, but people yelling at each other about, like, don't text me, bro, because my data plan's like, getting killed. And now it's unlimited, which is, things change, right? Yeah. Um, I remember, that, to precede that was, I remember on Sundays, uh, AT&T used to have this deal called Reach Out America, where you can call grandma on Sundays after 7 p.m., Monday through Friday during business hours, if you made a long distance call, your dad would punch you in his in your belly. And if you were a, if you were a lady, he'd punch you in your baby maker. Like, dad would freak out. Sweet so, dad, yeah. I know, right? I'm gonna punch you in the ovary. That's what I'm gonna do. Great shot to the baby maker. <laughs> With that said, like we forget at times that this that it's always, and when we look at like Comcast merging with Time Warner, we go. 
No. Number one and number two, they're getting killed right now. Everyone, everything is getting changed in the way we do communication. And communication being TV, it'd be phone, it'd be data messaging. Um, I sat with a friend last night, Chad Burton, CFP Chad Burton. Sitting I'm sorry, were you talking to me? I was Facebooking. I know, you're, you're such a Facebook <laughs> loser. And you I'm are a Facebook. That's the way it is when you're dealing with uh, kids that have phones. Okay. So, wait, wait, wait. You think you're talking to them. You think they're listening to you, and they're absolutely not in this day of age of kids that really interact with their friends electronically. Have you ever wanted to punch your kid for not listening because he's on his phone? I wanted to, yes, but no. <laughs> I am not going to lie. It's, it's, it has to be frustrating to be a parent in the 21st century. Yeah, what, what kills me when it's brought out at the dinner table. Oh, my oh. God. That's the worst. Did you have rules? Oh yeah, yeah. But some, you know, you you see somebody grab it when you're out to dinner, or you see you go to you go out for a drink with somebody, right? And you look down the bar, and every single person sitting at the bar is on their phone. At what age do you let your kids have a data plan? Uh, I, you know, I see. I gave, as soon as I got a 5s, my oldest son was 13. Okay, and that's when he got his first phone. My nine and 11 year old don't have phones yet. They have iPod touches, which essentially once you're at home on Wi-Fi, you can use them just like a phone. Right. With all the free plans that are out there. And do they? They do. They do. Do you regret that in any way, shape, or form? Um, I limit screen time a lot in okay. my house. It's it's pretty good, but I know when they go over to other people's houses, a lot of times they don't. That's interesting so. because um, I remember my brother David, um, Day Day, as I called him as a child. He's eight years older than me. Um. When he had a child, he said no TV. So he actually sold his TV mm-hmm. and went TV-less for 18 years until his daughter went to college. And she's the coolest person I've ever met. So she grew up without a television in the house. Now, she saw it with friends and obviously issues. Um, and she'll probably end up, like, I don't know, running a porn network somewhere. <laughs> but for now, <laughs> she's talking about your niece. You know that, right? I know. She, for now, <laughs> she's the coolest person on the planet yeah. in my book. Well, a lot of people are doing that. I posted on the New Focus Facebook page a while ago. Blatant plug. Well, no, there was an app. Um, oh, I'm trying to look to see what it was, but um, somebody put up a an actual cost family cost calculator to see how much money you could save by canceling your data plan for your family. I did see that. Yeah. Um, and I've been not your data plan, but your cable bill. Your right. cable. Sorry. And more and more people are doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I think we're inundated. I looked at the properties that Comcast owns. And maybe I'll, I'll bring this up later. It's honestly like five, it's it, it reads like 500 television networks. Um, it's intimidating because they're uni- NBC Universal, so they got NBC Sports, they got NBC, they got CNBC, they got MSNBC, and then you're like, is that it? No, and it keeps reading for like 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, okay. You know, 10, 15 years ago, that wouldn't that deal wouldn't have gone through. Oh yeah, absolutely. There's no way it would have gone through, but now they they, they realize that things are changing so much. Yeah that they're going to let it happen more than likely. Short term, it's a loser to Apple and Google. Um, but Google's already started laying fiber in two cities. I think Google will eventually become a cable provider. That's the plan with YouTube. I mean, that's they've, they've got that whole facility where people can go do their YouTube production. So I, I think it's weird because you look at what used to be antitrust isn't antitrust anymore. The, there's a rumor out there that Google and YouTube will buy the NFL package from DirecTV at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's it's suddenly it's an international package because YouTube is a .com. It's not a FCC license in the United States. 
So it's fascinating. It's fascinating to think about the ramifications. And that's the only reason I don't want to die, Chad. So you can see this play out? Yes, I can see it play out. Otherwise, I'd, I'd like to die. You know, back to the... Um, you die, who's going to feed your 60 hippies? No, they're going to die. That, that's okay by <laughs> who's me. Who's going to taste them? Um, I, will ta- I will continue to taste my hippies. Um, so remember how we started this conversation about, like, family limits and, like, you can't bring your screen to the dining room? Mm-hmm. Just to show you how old I am, my parents used to say to me, you cannot do cocaine, you cannot do marijuana, you cannot do hash until you finish your vegetables. Oh, and I can say, what's, what the hell is hash? <laughs> that was not the punchline I was thinking that you were going to come up with. but Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so how are you? Good. I'm sorry I'm late. I was wearing my Under Armour outfit and significantly slowed me down. <laughs> so then, dunce. Can we get a rim shot on that one? Wait, wait. Do it again. No, no, wait, wait. No, everyone, everyone has to retime it. The producer can't do it 13 seconds after the fact. Okay, Chad, why are you running late? I was wearing my Under Armour outfit. And it significantly slowed me down. Oh, no, horrible timing that's again. That's jokus. <laughs> Which is actually how I practice um, radio control for so many years. Interruptus jokus. That's Latin, you know, for pulling out of a joke too soon. Uh, thank you very much. I'll be here all day. Right there. Okay, so what's the biggest mistake people make in retirement, Chad? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rob. You know, you, were, you and I uh, did a lot of television spots yesterday that people will see in the coming weeks and coming days. Yeah. One of the ones about retirement, things that you don't think about that are going to cost you money in your retirement is something you and I were talking about. Yeah. The one that killed me was your child living with you. Yeah. Because, like, no one listening right now, I'm like, make have $1 million, have 10 to 20 times your salary in retirement. Make sure you don't pull out more than 4%. That's called interruptus, pull us out us, too much us, 4% us. Um, drain us, your retirement us, plan us. Um, so the one thing, I, your kid living with you is a cost in retirement. Well, it's a hidden cost. It's kind of this, it's kind of this, baby boomers are having to work longer if they're not, if they didn't save enough. Right. And at the same time, they're staying in the workforce which is causing the youth unemployment to continue to slightly rise here. So the young kids can't get jobs, so they're going back to live with their parents. At what point in time do you kick your kids out? You. When they have a job. <laughs> I mean, what are you going to do, make them homeless just so you can retire? Put them in the, put them in the basement with the hippies. <laughs> there you go. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm sitting in with CFP Chad Burton. It's the Rob Black and Your Money Show. Find me online at robblack.com. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Monday to Fridays from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Anything you want to talk about, we talk about. Call the show. We could actually use a little more, how shall we say, substance, a little bit more content put into the show. 
That's one of the reasons I like a lot of the Web 2.0 companies. Recently, I got a phone call about TripAdvisor. Um, I dig TripAdvisor. When I go to Mexico, I always look for, you know, ideas and thoughts, and I'm kind of out of Expedia. I'm kind of out of Travelocity. Like, they're, they seem so 90s to me, per se. TripAdvisor has this feature where it says, luxury resorts. Do you want the number one rated, or do you want the number 29 rated? <laughs> like, you look through them, and you're like, okay, number one seems a little bit too much. It's $8,000 a night. Too much. <laughs> number two, though, at $600, starts making you know my, my list, and I go, okay, good, 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 good. I see the pool, and... You know, I, I know that all the shots at the pool are shot with models. I know that it's probably not going to look like that. I know it's going to be a lot dingier. But um, that's one of the things I like about Web 2.0. Facebook, it's all people thinking that they're important putting their content online. With a company like TripAdvisor, it's, it's all you doing the content online with Yelp. I sat in Jeremy Stoppelman's apartment 12, 13 years ago, and I laughed at him. I said, this is a horrible idea. And now he's worth a couple billion dollars. But that's neither here nor there. And what the funny part is, is he probably doesn't remember me because I was on a date and I wanted to get the hell out of there as fast as I could. And she was trying to impress me with who she was introducing me to. Young VC, Jeremy Stoppelman, pre-billionaire status. Mm. So she made a wrong decision going with me instead of him. I don't know if you remember her. Jenna? No, I don't think I remember Jenna. Other than the fact that she didn't smoked, meet that one. Other than the fact that she smoked, she was pretty top-notch. I know, right? Like licking an ashtray. I I, I lick (laughs) ashtrays at lunchtime. That's my job. Really? Yeah. That's how you clean? When I'm done with um, radio, I I go out and I lick ashtrays for Chipotle. That's how you can get that one more percentage into that 401k each year. That's true. It's true. Um, Speak about that one more percentage point. I did a segment recently about credit cards, things like um, quick silver cash. I don't even know. Different credit cards, American Express Blue, that gives you 3% back on groceries, 2% back on gas, 1% back on purchase. And I talked a little bit about that. And one of the things that I do with my cash back features is I automatically put it into a different account. So, because it's another savings. I I save 15% in my 401k, not enough. I do the employee match with the, the owner business company thing, and that's a little bit more. So I'm over 15%. Um, do you ever look at credit cards as a, a source of funding for retirement? Like, what do you do with your rewards? No? You know, I, it, there is certain people out there, maybe it's like the Clark Howards or whatever you want to talk about that really... Let's f- not talk about Clark Howard. Really focus on, like, uh, you know, what's I, the best credit card to use? I, you know, I focus on the bigger wealth I management gonna, picture. I was going to get a vasectomy, but then I just listened to Clark Howard for an hour, and it made me impotent. It did. It's, it's, it's how some of these people get on radio is unreal. Well, I'm Mark Howard. I can't stand that slow. Speaking of slow talkers, Janet Yellen, I can't listen. I cannot listen to her. I refer to her in TV as the hottest, sexiest banker in America. Keep in mind, she's the only, you know, head of the Federal Reserve. Right. The only female head of the, of the Federal Reserve in the world. As far as Federal Reserve bankers, she's the only female in a position of power. Yeah. I, that's Even there, I, I'm never going to listen to another... Speech again. I'm just gonna have to read the minutes. She can't deal with it. I she, cannot deal with it. I mean, she, you and I talk very fast and bullet points. Yeah. It takes her a minute to get a sentence that's ten seconds long out. It's just. She's like a cartoon character. You're right. She's a little bit like that slow d- deputy dog. My my kids were listening to her on CNBC. Yeah. They my my 
11-year-old asked if she was slow. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had to go back, well, look, she is, it's, it's an amazing thing that she did. She's extremely smart, very well-educated, lots of experience. Just speed it up a little bit. The please. problem that I have with Jenny Ellen is she looks like, um, and this is going to sound horrible. A Muppet? No. Um, you know the Pillsbury Doughboy? She looks like the wife of the Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> And I can't get that out of my head. She needs some vitamin D, that's but for sure. Not only am I impotent because of Clark Howard, but now I get the Pillsbury Doughboy in my head. It actually makes me double impotent. <laughs> so I actually kill other people's potential babies. Okay. Just by walking near them. If you're that impotent, I'm going to start calling you Robin instead of Rob. And I'm actually going to wear a tuxedo. For what? Because if I'm going to be impotent, I want to look impotent. <laughs> <laughs> the worst joke of all time from five years old, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. No, you were not saying that joke at five years old. <laughs> Ten? No. It had, to be around, it had to be around that age. Yeah, it could be. Your dad was punching you back then, so. Yeah, it, but he's punching me in my baby maker. I don't have a baby maker. <laughs> that was punching. Uh, is this a financial show? I forgot. If... No, no, okay. Um, what were we talking about? I have no idea. The whole point of this was Janet Yellen, no. It had to go before that. Clark Howard. Clark Howard and bad financial advice. Yeah, I mean, it's. It, I just don't. Uh, it's, so the cards, you can any credit card you use, you can sign it up at youpromise.com to get free money for 529 plans. Okay. you got to look at what you spend. Um, for example, I fly a lot because of business. Um, so I use an American Express card that gives you credits, but you can cash those in and just have it pay off towards the balance at the end of sure. each month. And that's what you do. And that's what I do. So That's kind of like Bitcoin, right? If you think about it, where you get electronic currency, yeah. or using real currency, and then you pay off real currency with electronic currency. That would be interesting to get a credit card that buys gives you bitcoins back. Weird. But they're too expensive to get now that, a that, percentage of it. But you could use it to buy one of the Winkles Bosses ETF that's coming out, right? That's so bizarre that one of the hippies in my basement just died. He He got perplexed by that thought of getting bitcoins. Um, but electronic <laughs> currency, what is your opinion at this stage in the game? Because I'm getting emails about it. I think it's illegal. It's not illegal. It's essentially, I don't know, it, it just seems to me like it's a non-regulated right? non currency. Yeah. And it's been tied towards um, Ponzi schemes already. It's been tied towards uh, drugs. Illegal. Yeah, it's it's money you laundering. can money launder too easily. I I, I don't. I'm not a fan. And yet, what's it's interesting? Probably going to be huge, but I, you know. Which again, you and I, we had a nanotechnology fund, and we made tons of money and then got out of the business. <laughs> but that's a whole another story. You, here's what I look at. You know, wait, wait, wait. Do you know there's an electronic currency called Doggy Coin? It's really, it's D-O-G-E coin, and it has a dog on the front of it, and it's actually getting more transactions than Bitcoin. Bitcoin is not something we should write off, because it's getting hundreds of millions of dollars. Oh, yeah, it's got huge investors in VC behind it. And it's moving left and right. As far as money movement goes, it's, it's not there with the dollar. No way. It's not there with Visa. No way. But it's one one-hundredth of Visa, which tells you it ain't, it ain't chump change. Yeah, I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out, but it's kind of one of those things where I put it in, um, for example, in Colorado and okay. all the deregulation of marijuana use and everything like that. What, when you when you look at reports, it seems like the Fed will just let you know the cream rise to the top, okay. 
And so it's not it's legal at the state level. Okay. And then they'll wait till the cream rises to the top to see who the big players are. The feds will go in and bust those people and make large busts rather than deal with the small players. Colorado's going to be fascinating to watch for their whole marijuana play. So is Washington. Um, people are actually moving to Colorado. And then they're going to learn that they live in Colorado. They can smoke as much dope as they want, but they're still in Colorado. Yeah. Which the television show South Park does characterize as not the best state possible to live in. Denver's lovely. Colorado Springs is lovely. Some of the ski slopes, lovely. Yeah. And then you get into a lot of trailers. No way. <laughs> a lot of Kenny's. Kenny. Kenny! Um, okay. So carefully track... So you're not big into using your credit card as an investment vehicle? No, I just... I, you know... You think I'm too gimmicky there? Well, yeah. If you're younger and you're really trying to squeeze every single dollar that you can out, I mean, that's important to do. It's not something that I'm going to claim to be an expert in in terms of the Susie Orman credit card girlfriend play. You know what I mean? I, I just I just don't look at it a lot. I look at more like estate planning, retirement issues. That's what I... Hold on. I'm an expert in you can You can be the credit card expert, Rob. You just brought up Susie Orman. Let's ask Susie Orman your opinion on credit cards. So, okay, so she uses the cow card? No, she actually is a cow. <laughs> When you put a lot of makeup on that pig, she looks like a woman, but she's actually a cow. Just I remember when I signed into the station one time, Susie Orman had signed in above me. Yeah, I know. Signed in. Was that a joke? Or no, was no, she was really there. She was here, okay. Um, back to you. Does the cow explode? Does Susie explode at the end of the spot? Sounds like she's exploding. It is. We need another cow sound. So I've recently replaced her with Sarah Jessica Parker. Hey, Sarah, how you doing? <laughs> hey, everybody. I thought that was Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts. No, I'm okay with Julia Roberts. I have nothing against her. She once was a pretty woman. She got some, she's got a smile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Teach calls on the air. You're listening to Rob Black and Chewbacca Show. Sitting in with me, CFP, Chad Burton. I like producer number eight. He's full of sounds. I like it. <laughs> it's a wall of sounds. <laughs> he's, he's the Philip Spector of financial radio. So maybe he'll kill your wife for you. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Coming up, we're going to talk about remodels. We're going to talk cars. We're going to talk dreams, charity gifts, unemployed children, all these wonderful things that are coming up in retirement, and more. If you have a question, drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. You can find Chad at newfocusfinancial.com. To Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Welcome back in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black sitting in CFP Chad Burton. 
every segment, even as goofy as we can get, and trust me, I'm 18.3 times percent more goofy than Chad, there is a money angle in it. Okay, sometimes it's tough to figure out why I have hippies in my basement that I taser, but with that said, there's a money angle somewhere in there. You know my money angle on hippies are? They're basically baby boomers, and they basically sold this country out with leverage. And they're like, we love love, and everyone should hug each other and don't go to war, and we're buying Lexuses, and we're going on vacation, we're refinancing our house, and... Like, as they got older, they basically bought into the American corporate sellout machine. It's 130% yeah. true. Yeah, that was the biggest uh, proponent of using your home as ATMs back in the day. When I moved to California 12 years ago, 13 years ago, 14 years ago, 15 years ago, 16 years ago, depending on which year you're listening to the show, because it's going to be about stuff, <laughs> choose which one. Um, Marin was the BMW capital of the world. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, like, stunned by that because, first and foremost, I'm just not a car guy. Are you? Uh, no. You know, it's funny that you said that, though, because, you know, I haven't bought a new car in, I don't know, 15, 20 years. I always buy, you know, cars off a of lease. Get a $60,000 car for 30000 type of a thing. So I, like, I, you know, drive a decent car, but, gosh, those new Yukon uh, Denali's, seats pulled flat in the back. I got five kids, and... Need a mountain car, need a car to tow a wakeboarding boat. And How many kids I do you might, have? I, I don't know. You say 15? I don't know, like three to five somewhere around there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I may end up pulling the trigger on that new on that new one for the first time. Oh, I thought you were going to say you're going to pull the trigger on another kid. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it. Let me talk to you, you out of it. You never know. You never know. I do. T, do you have any more advice for us? Anything on gold maybe? No more, Mr. Nice Guy. Mm. Do you like gold miners, Mr. T? Because the chart's looking pretty good lately. Are you crazy? <laughs> it's fun, isn't it? It's, it's good. It's good. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Chewbacca has an opinion on gold. Chewbacca, what is your opinion on gold? He likes it. No, all right. Yeah, so yeah. T, T thinks you're crazy. I think, it, did he just say Janet Yellen's going to print more money? <laughs> <laughs> it's addictive. It is. I'll do a whole show just talking with you, Mike. The one that I love was, uh, I'm like, Mr. T, will you be my Valentine's? Shut up, boo. <laughs> it's, a, it's like crazy eight. It's that eight ball. Remember yeah. the eight ball that you'd flip over as a kid? Yeah. You'd ask like, a question, and you basically get the perfect answer. Is this an app that he's... It's not an app. <laughs> KDOW doesn't have an app. Oh, okay, this is tea. We got tea in the basement. Oh, oh, okay. Um, so I recently was reading some. Do you buy into my whole argument that millennials are different than Xers and Xers are different than boomers? Yeah, and that we need to address that financially. I think advisors need to address that. I mean, it's so we're working on a business model for those people that you know because we do wealth management essentially, and there's a whole lack of wealth building at this age of you know 25 to really even. 35, 40, right around that age, kind of the millennials that you're talking about. And um, they don't trust. They want to do a lot more on their own. They don't care as much about that face-to-face. They, they, they want information at their fingertips, and they want control. So, um, yeah, I mean, kind of what we're working on is, is a version of our financial planning software that we turn it over to them to do a lot of their own work 
and you know kind of guide them through that process. I don't know if you know this, but um, millennials, people under the age of 35, they have a distaste, a distaste for the financial system because they look at it as thanks for having birth. Thanks for birthing me into all this debt. Thanks for birthing me into this crappy unemployment situation. Mm-hmm. That's 130% true. You and I have an angle where, like, um, kind of under the Reagan Clinton era, you could still kind of make your own business. You can kind of still succeed in America. But millennials, they're thinking they got screwed. Yeah. And they, they think their parents did it to them. So there's a big hate of their parents. Not across the board, but it's pretty pervasive as far as the depth of um, being bitter, they're going to be tougher to get into 401Ks. I spoke at a, a company, and the millennials, none of them are signing up. They sign up for their 401K, and they leave it in cash. They don't take the corporate match. They don't take the corporate cash pension. Um, they look at TV shows or, or movies like the Google intern, and they're like, I want to work at Google. Like, they have a job where they're getting six figures. They're getting great benefits. And they want, they still want something else. Yep. And they might even let their options expire without exercising because they just don't trust the market that much. They're apathetic. They, and they, they're not trusting the market. That's probably the scariest part about it for me because I own a home, and I need a millennial to buy it for me at some point in time. Yep. Um, and they're not making babies, which is fascinating. Yeah, and that's something that you really ought to keep an eye on in terms of the housing market, too, and some of the home builders because the long-term family formation rate is declining. And in history, it's always stepped back. There's always been that every woman on the planet is born wanting 2.2 children. Yep. And it's not snapping back this time. No. So no, if they don't look at marriage the same, they, they're getting married much later, um, which I think is wise because people are living so much longer. I tell my kids, please promise me you will not get married until you're 35. Please. Did you know that women, when they have babies in their 20s, secrete a hormone that fights breast cancer? But when they're like 30, 35, 40... That, that hormone's been lost. So breast cancer is up because they're not having babies biologically when evolution says really? do, it, do it when you're yeah. young and beautiful. Like, you and I lose our potency at 18. We start declining. Same thing with women. Their ability to have a healthy birth starts declining, clearly. So anyway, so our advice, ladies, go make babies. Because it's good for the economy, right? Yeah, we need somebody to feed Social Security. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> feed Social Security and buy my house. Um, it, it's a 4 2. I'm Rob Black, Rob Black and your money. You can find Chad Burton at newfocusfinancial.com. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you. At 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. If you have a question, pick up the phone, give me a call, 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about, seriously. Um, I think the best way to get wealthy is to max out your 401k, your 403b, your 457, to do it over a long period of time, to quit trying to hit home runs. And after you've maxed it out and diversified it, go make love, sweet love to your spouse, because... You don't want to get a divorce. Typically, pre- people are pretty happy with the love, sweet love, and then 
they don't look elsewhere and they don't get a divorce. A divorce causes financial ruin for a lot of people. How are you, Chad Burton? Doing very well, thank you. CFP Chad Burton. You know, 2014 is going to be remembered as, man, it was a cold year at the start of the year with lots of snow. Um, you know what stock is doing really, really, really well? Which stock? Yeah, well, I, I got one in my head, so I'm asking you to guess. <laughs> guess what I'm thinking about. What color am I thinking about? Generac. Generac. Which is, um, they make generators. Ah. So the the snow hits and it crushes the um, northeast. And now it's hitting the south, Atlanta. Some of the photos out of North Carolina, Virginia are stunning. But generators do well. So anytime you hear about Hurricane Sandy Duncan, or anytime you hear about like a big earthquake, or a big snowstorm, or a big rainstorm hurricane, um, more and more Americans are saying, I need a generator. It's one of those trends that, like, that's global warming. That's your investment on global warming right there. Yeah. Well, so who is it, though? I think it's uh, VF that owns North Face. Yeah. That's another stock that gets a pop in the cold weather news. Um, another stock that popped, I'm trying to remember the name of the company that's responsible for the main one, put chips in cards. Recently did a trip to Canada. Yeah. Everybody there has the chips in their cards. So trying to use a credit card that doesn't have that. Yeah. It's very uncommon that you have to swipe it differently. It's it's kind of a, a mess. Swipe will be gone in America in 20. It should have been gone 10 years ago. Should have been gone 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah. So it's we're we're way behind the times there. Yeah, story stocks get a nice pop. A lot of times investors pile in after the fact and they get burned because they're trying to trade late on well, news. You you do have to watch out a little bit on story stocks. But one that I thought of, um, not that I thought of, but um, it's the Spock stock. It's Vulcan Materials. You know what they do? What's that? Puddles. They basically make material. So when it gets cold on the East Coast, water gets in the road, and it causes the, the roads to split and crack and create potholes. So Vulcan materials. They also do a lot of roofing. So anytime you see, like, strong housing numbers mm-hmm. uh, or hurricanes, they, they end up doing pretty well. So I hate to, I have two things that I hate to admit. What's that? First and foremost is I've gone to a WWF Back when it was WWF, before they got sued, and now it's WWE. Uh, I know, I can't even say it like that. People that are our age, <laughs> they can't say WWE. I think I saw, Hulk, right. I think I saw Hulk Hogan wrestle. So that's I, something I I'm, absolutely saw Hulk Hogan wrestle and Andre the Giant and all those. You went to the like show. Okay, and you're admitting this? Yeah. It's like a 12-step program. Now I feel better. Yeah. <laughs> Have you relapsed? Not at all. You it's know, just not the same anymore. Do you remember, bull- of Roy do you remember bulletin boards? Bulletin boards. Um, Prodigy. Bulletin boards, internet bulletin like, boards? A, yeah. yeah. Like AOL, before AOL, there was, you know, companies that did kind of like get online. And this is like that. Like, I like WWF, and here we are talking about it. I went to it once. I was trying to get a girl, and her brother really liked it. So it didn't work out for me in the end. Another thing that I once went to... Okay, I'm not once we <laughs> You don't even want to say it. You just almost stopped yourself. I know, I know. I'm going to it in the future. Saturday, February 22nd. Monster Jam. That's right. Monster Trucks in Oakland at the Oakland Coliseum. I'm going to sit next I'm going to sit next What happens if I don't go? What if am I Oh, you're not invited. No. Oh, okay. I'm sitting next to Greg and Greg tell us a little bit more about the Monster Jam. Do you have anything else you want to say, Greg? 
Gravedigger's going to be there. So what happens if I don't go? You can't go. I'm not going to let you go. But I'm going to give away tickets in just a minute. What does it make me if I don't go? Um... Wow, Greg called you out on that. That is not, it's not okay. I, I can't believe that just happened. Do you remember, an, what was the movie called with um, an officer and a gentleman? Was that what it was called? I don't know, I'm not quite as old as you. Louis Costa Jr. <laughs> oh. Uh, Have you ever looked up asteroid mining off subject? No, why? <laughs> it's becoming a, an issue, a business model. So apparently, asteroid mining could be the next early on gold oil. It's it's actually out there. So people are creating robots to go mine asteroids. Very interesting concept. The, is this a Google concept? Uh, it just kind of hurts. It, it sounds like so. it. Um, apparently, there's some big names behind the idea of it. Okay, so in, I'm not going to say who it is because it could be just rumors, but I'm looking into it. No, there's big names like Jeff Bezos. Some people have talked about. Okay, so it, you know. It's right. getting out there, yeah. Yeah. An officer and gentleman, 1982, and had Louis Gossett Jr. and BDI guy, dude, uh, Richard Gere. So, and in it, Richard, uh, Louis Gossett Jr. is trying to deconstruct and just, just break down Richard Gere. It's like um, boot camp, and he says, are you from Oklahoma? Or he says, where are you from? He goes, Oklahoma, sir. He says, there's only two things from Oklahoma, steers and queers, and I don't see any horns on you. And you watch that movie today, and you're like, was this from 1920? Like, <laughs> that really wasn't in my lifetime, was it? And again, you poked fun at me and saying that I'm older than you. And yes, I am a little older than you, but if you go to the Monster Truck Jam, if you don't go... Greg has this to say to you. Be here or be queer. Something's what not... did that originally play on? What, where did he pull this? You don't... Yeah. So, if you have children... 1991? Yeah, um, people didn't hear his voice. The producer just chimed in that he found it on YouTube on a 1991 uh, clip. Okay. But, okay, so 1982, Officer and Gentleman... That word was acceptable, mm -hmm. and now it, it's not quite the N-word, but it's kind of pushing that territory, isn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, just yeah. check. Uh, yeah. so. I mean, in a day and age where a Defensive Marriage Act was shot down, and now people are, if you're a same-sex couple, you're married, you're considered married at, for the federal tax return level now. I saw Kentucky had a problem with that this week, that they actually had to have the Supreme Court say, if you got married anywhere in proper USA... You're technically married. Yeah. Now, if you ran off and got married in Jamaica, maybe not so much. It, and it's up to the state at the state tax level and whether they're going to recognize that. It's the same. As a financial planner, has that ever become an issue? Well, yeah, I mean, cause, because when you have a married couple, um, there's no estate tax at the first death. Yep. And so there's an unlimited marital deduction. And so if you have a same-sex couple, there's not an unlimited marital deduction. There could be a huge estate tax for wealthy people at the first death. Now, federally, tax-wise, there's not. So it significantly changes estate planning. So any same-sex couple should absolutely redo their estate planning documents. So you're a certified financial planner. I'm on the other side of the fence where I do stories on this kind of stuff and demographic trends and such. Did you know that there's a big push right now that talks about inequality of America tied towards college Educated people are marrying college-educated people. 
And if you have a college education, you have a higher wage than high school. So basically, they're now people are now starting to blame people for Marion's college education. You know what that's about? It's people are meeting people online. They're getting matched. So. Okay. I'm with you. Yep. Stay tuned. we got more coming up. And we're going to give away some monster truck tickets. 800-516-1220. with me, CFB Chad Burton, New Focus Financial. You can hear his show every day from 1 to 2. Well, you can only actually hear his show Monday, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays from 1 to 2 here on KDOW. It seems like I'm doing the show Thursdays and Fridays now, pretty much Seems so. like it? <laughs> I'm not too happy with that. My dentist said I have dry mouth. Like, I've got a lot of plaque on my front teeth because I'm talking too much. And thus drying out my teeth. This thing, you're just better at talking. Whatever. I stumbled on the word on your TV show yesterday. Was it philanthropic? Philanthropy? <laughs> that was pretty brutal. I it, could not get that one out. It's just best to pretend you didn't garble it yeah. and just to move forward. Yeah. Because everyone's like, did he just... And they move on. Okay, so get this, Chad. And this is fascinates me. I've got tickets to give away for February 14th. No, no, it's today I'm giving away the tickets. Uh, for February 22nd, Saturday, at the Oakland Coliseum for Monster Jam, I'll take basically anyone who wants them. Okay? I'm not looking for, like, a contest winner. I'm not looking for a game here, but I'm giving away tickets for a Monster Jam Saturday, February 22nd, at Oakland Coliseum in Oakland. I'm going to be sitting next to Greg. But the- Greg and I are going to have natural light beer. At the Oakland Coliseum, listening to the monster or watching the monster. What's a monster jam? It's not vampires with guitars. No, it's Grave Digger driven by Charlie Pock and El Diablo driven by JP Mohawk Warrior by George Bale and Captain's Curse Metal Militia, New Earth Authority. All are going to be there. You know what's fascinating about this list? Look at this list. Okay. See all the trucks like Grave Diggers driven by blah 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 and Double Troubles driven by Tyler Groff. Yeah. These people have jobs driving monster trucks at shows and events. Or maybe they're endorsements. I better. rode in one one time. Did you? Yeah. How, what was that like? <laughs> so it, was a, it was at a fairground. My daughter was performing in a ballet. Um, or not, it wasn't ballet. Okay. It, a dance recital. At yeah, a fairground. At a fairground. Okay. And um, behind it was the monster truck course. Okay. And, and they, after that, the show was over, you could pay to get in the back of one of the trucks. They had a bunch of seats in there. Okay. And they drove you around actually pretty quick over the course and did some spins and all over the place. Seat belts, so, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Ch- uh, you know, the crossover kind. 
That's actually, strange. See, I'm going to say you're the coolest man in the world in my eyes. <laughs> it's actually pretty fun. Like for a dad now, you just you stepped up. Devastator's going to be there. Time Flies is going to be there. Detour's going to be there. Titan's going to be there. Driven by Donald Epinadio. Um, I'm surprised that there's a whole career in driving monster trucks. You know, kids, kids love the monster truck shows. And um, if you ever go to a city that has dozer days, where all of the a, a bunch of companies get together and they have their bulldozers and their backhoes uh-huh. and stuff, and let the kids can climb on them and get a ride in them and stuff, love it. The kids love that. Just do, do, do me a favor and like don't leave your kids unattended at those events. I'm or just anywhere saying. for that matter. I'm just saying. Um, so, anyone? Let's see if we can make the phone ring on this giveaway. It could be the greatest giveaway ever on AM twelve twenty KDOW. Free tickets to sit next to me and Greg at the Monster Jam Saturday, February twenty second. It's a, a a monster truck. Wheels, 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 wheels. Where you get us prepare to get annihilated. That's pretty fair, right? So they're gonna have trucks that run over things, is what I'm assuming. Not only through mud. And for the record, no, I'm not gonna say that because I might get sued. I'll say it off air if anyone wants to hear it, but I won't say it on air. Internal editor on. Good job. You caught yourself. You're getting wise in your old age. I've got a great monster truck story that ends badly, but that's all I'm going to say. So um, I want to I want to meet this guy that has the big voice because usually the big radio voice guys are like oh smaller than me. He's in the back room. It's Greg. Is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. So he can, it, Greg can do that voice. Yeah. And what's fascinating? What's fascinating is Greg was in a Star Trek movie. So he played an ensign that gets killed, like gets phasered by Khan or something like that. He wasn't in Wrath of Khan, but he was in one of those movies, and he, gets, he dies as one of the guys behind Kirk. And it's his only movie role, but because of that, he gets to a vote on the Academy Awards. Are you kidding? I'm not kidding. Is that fascinating? <laughs> okay. not, yeah, the Academy Awards, that's right. Um, so I'm giving away two tickets. Saturday, February 22nd, Oakland Coliseum, Monster Jam truck pool thing. If you've never been, it's super loud, so don't bring a kid who's sensitive to noise. But they are crazy, crazy fun for children, especially if they... Bring your kid, just get them the ear covers or plugs. It's so Drew Brees of you. Mm, Remember when the Super Bowl and he has his kid on him and he's hugging him and this kid's got the big earmuffs on? Yep. Ruins the picture. Ears are sensitive, Rob. Okay, um, so speaking of CFP Chai Burton, careers, would you have your kid drive Grave Digger for a living? Um, I don't know what's the salary. <laughs> I don't think that's their main career. They're probably uh, mechanics and other things. I was speaking with a friend, Art, last night who's got two children. And I asked him, I said, how fearful, because he listens to my show, and I, I, I talk about him often because he's a software engineer and um he basically hasn't really done great with a 401k. He's done okay. But he's always like, the next big video game I'm going to be a part of, and I've got stock options at this company. So a lot of his whole bet is on stock options coming to fruition. And he's pretty close. And it probably will happen. But I said, how fearful are you about your kids? Like, um, the job market doesn't look great. In media, I, t- I look at, like, people who have college degrees, people who don't have college degrees, and it's a huge... Like, I'm disturbed by the, this. Um, how fearful are you about your kids and their college careers or lack of college careers? Or Oh, I, I talk about it all the time. I mean, it's you have to be up front with, with the kids. And, you know, being in the TV station with you yesterday, 
yeah. I felt like a horrible parent because those they, we had what twenty kids that were in the station. Yeah. In full immersion, first graders, first graders in full immersion Mandarin. Mandarin, yeah. And these kids are going to have a massive leg up on on other people. It's a it's going to be such a competitive world. And you yep. talk to them directly about China. Talk to them about the growing middle class in China and people there that. You know, they're going to be competing for your jobs. They already know English. Um, so you, you talk to them about how tough it's going to be and, and how competitive they have to be. Right. And a lot of jobs, obviously, going to be in Asia. If you've ever been to Asia, you see a lot of growth up there. Uh, that's, that's, you know, the biggest fear as a, a parent, it's, you know, some people have work ethic and some people don't. So far, I'm, I've been lucky. All three of my kids, very competitive, work really hard. Good. But some kids don't, you know. Some kids just don't have that. Desire that care, whatever it is, even if they have good parents. The coolest thing about seeing those teachers and the kids at first graders at Crown yesterday, 20 of them, was that there was one woman who was incredibly sexy because I don't know Mandarin, but she'd go, and I'm like, is that a language? <laughs> really just do that. Is that Chinese? And it's so cool when someone has a skill that you're not even close to. Yeah. I don't know. It's, She's um, got a double A up. She's attractive and she knows Mandarin. And Mandarin is, like, Chinese to me. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Welcome back in, Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black. One of the things we talk about here is clearly the future, getting towards retirement. Chad, I don't really look at myself as retired ever. It's a bit of a problem. I'm not starting to think about that in any way, shape, or form. CFP Chad Burton sitting in. Did anyone call in for those tickets, by the way? Tom won the ticket, so thanks so much for calling in. Uh, Monster Jam, Saturday, February 22nd, Oakland Coliseum. On occasion, I can give, you, give away something that people might actually use. We do, and that's always nice to see. Um, with that said, you and I were talking last segment about like enabling your children with Spanish immersion, Chinese immersion, it's crazy, the stuff that wasn't available for you and I, but we succeeded. We want everyone to succeed and get to retirement and fund a, a, a nice, comfortable retirement. What's retirement going to look like for you, Chad? Well, I don't have a clue. Yeah. See, you, and you do. You have to have a clue on what retirement looks like to you. So for me, my biggest, you know, I, I save enough to be able to retire at 60 easily, minus what my company's worth. Okay. So if all else fails, the financial industry melts down, changes drastically, and then my work, company's worth a lot now, what if it's not? So I want to save as a backup plan to be able to retire when I'm 60. Okay. Um, until then, the stuff that I love to do right now, snowboarding, wakeboarding, things like that, I'm going to do it. I want my memories now. I want my memories with my kids. Things like travel to places like the Great Wall of China, like you and I were talking about yesterday. I'll do that when I'm... Did, did we have a conversation about going to the Great Wall of China? Yeah, you said you just absolutely have no desire to do that. Oh, yeah, I have no, no desire to go to China. And I do eventually, but now I would rather do a heliski trip yeah. than a sightseeing trip. To me, that sounds boring. A cruise sounds awful to okay. me. Uh, sitting on a beach that has no waves to surf sounds awful to me. I'm bored within two hours. Okay, wait, wait. So, when you go to a beach, do you, do you surfboard now, too? Oh, Absolutely. I didn't know you surfboarded. I, 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 I only get to surf a couple of times a year. But, really? but uh, yeah. Does wakeboarding translate into surfboarding? 
Um, well, I don't wakeboard a lot anymore because it's just destroyed my back and hips. Okay. Um, so I wake surf now. Okay. And wake actual surfing is much much harder than okay, wake. Surfing. Okay, that's what I meant to ask. Does yeah. wake surfing translate into surfboarding? Yeah, once you can stand up. But the problem is getting out and catching the wave, wave at the right time, and I'm still not that great at that because <laughs> I, I only get to go a couple of times a year. I refer to myself as tragically white. <laughs> Like, there's no chance that I could, A, get on a dance floor, B, get on a surfboard. Oh, man, I could break dance back in the 80s, to tell you what. <laughs> and there's always someone who will be like, um, yeah, Rob, come to Hawaii, I'll get you up. I'll yep. get you up. And I'm like, no, no, let's not do that. I mean, you have to focus on what you, know, you want to do. Because I've seen people that get focused on saving so much so they can retire at 55 because they get the number in their head. They get almost OCD about it. Yeah. They get to that point. And they've retired, and they're bored out of their mind because they've, they've got no hobbies. They have nobody requiring their 60-hour work week. They don't feel important, and they have major issues. So you really have to kind of plan out your life. Now, should you be doing the expensive things if you're not saving 15% into your 401K? Absolutely not. you got to prioritize. you got to make sure that if all else fails, are you going to be able to retire at 65? I was talking about on the, on the 1 o'clock show um, on Tuesday. There way, was, to, way to drop, name drop. What? You're like plugging your own show. Well, you have to, I mean, it's your show on Thursdays and Fridays. <laughs> it feels yeah. like that. Plug you. It feels, no, 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 <laughs> no, no. It's Valentine's Day. <laughs> it's Valentine's Day in San Francisco. No, no, no. Um, anyway. And she once said to me, oh, we'll work you up to that one. <laughs> Anyways, there was, I can't remember the, um, you know, board, whatever group that does retirement studies, they have access to all of the retirement plans in America, 4 million plus. And they came out with a study that was almost like, oh, guess what? Based on the amount of money that people have in their 401ks and the amount of money that people are contributing, if you add that to Social Security, 80% of people will be able to retire at 65 with 60% of their earnings. Okay. And they acted like that was a good thing. So basically what that said to me is 80% of the people are going to retire at age 65 and have a 40% reduction in their standard of living. That's what we're looking for. I think it's less. I think that number is unrealistic. Well, and also it's based on today's Social Security and assumptions that Social Security is the same and Social Security goes up with inflation. Yeah. Where when I'm doing financial plans, when my, any of my CFP uh, practitioners are doing plans for people, if you're under 45, we don't even put Social Security in there. If it's there, it's going to be replaced by a higher tax structure. So it's, it, the, the study was absolutely worthless, in my opinion, and it just made me even more scared. And a lot of people do get scared when they talk, when they listen to the show, and they should be. If, if you know, like you said the other day, I think it's what, if you're 40 and you haven't saved two or three times your salary by, by the time you're 40, you are way behind. You're and you're going to work until you die. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, you will. So You're guy, not going to be living in the state at 65. Okay. And, and nor should you plan to. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that goes back to the whole, I'm intimidated. Like, um, you brought up that I'm intimidated by traveling to Asia because I don't know the language. The, ang- the language sounds to me like alien. The food looks alien to me. Like, I, I won't put myself in that position. And yet, retirement's kind of an alien concept for a lot of Americans. Even for me, a guy who talks about money in retirement, I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. I'm hoping to, like, become a gargler. I know you're saying a gargler. I want to, like, do the sound effects for movies. Is that a circus gargler? No, 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 movie gargler. <laughs> Way above circus gargler. Movie gargler. So I want to do the gargling sound effects for, like, Steven Spielberg films when, 
like Will Smith gets up in the morning and he gargles mouthwash. I want to be the guy who actually gargles mouthwash on, on audio. <laughs> Where do you get this stuff? Hold on, wait. Tell me, oh, tell me if I don't have a What are you going to do in retirement? Who are you going to talk to? You're used to talking to people hours and hours a day. <laughs> That's pretty good. I've got a future, right? <laughs> good job. Right? You know what you're going to be like? You're going to be that old guy that goes to the cafe. Oh, and no, goes and no. Gets a coffee and a half a bagel, and you sit there for five hours thinking that you're cute to the waitresses. Thinking that your jokes are cute, and there, that you're charming. There's, that you actually like there's no chance that I do that. <laughs> Uh, There's a better chance that I put, like, um, bandages on my face and I go around and I tell people, Don't look at me! I'm hideous! Don't look at me! Turn your eyes! Uh, you, you do that at a elementary school and you will get arrested, for the record. <laughs> okay, let's talk health savings account. No, I think it's when you say, Look at me! Look at me! That's when you get arrested. Don't look at me! I'm hideous! Uh, Which is a great way to start a relationship with a waitress <laughs> when they come to your table. <laughs> oh, I just hurt my ribs. Um, so, company, backstory. Company has a high deductible insurance plan for the last three years, and we're contributing 100% towards the HSA. However, this year, due to increased insurance costs, they've elected to only contribute 50%. What's the benefit and or differences of savings, saving for deductible costs in HSA versus a typical saving account? HSAs are a super Roth IRA for medical costs. So this, I think this is going to be, I've had several questions on HSA accounts. so well said, and I, I wish you'd say it slower, because I don't think people gra- grabbed what you said. It's a super Roth IRA for medical accounts. So in a regular a Roth IRA, you put in after-tax money, and eventually you can pull it out tax-free for retirement. In an HSA account, you put in pre-tax money. So you actually get a deduction for funding the HSA account, like a regular IRA, but when you have health insurance costs, you can pull the money out tax-free. And once you turn 65, you can pull it out tax-free. If you've built up an account and you didn't use it all, you can pull it out for any health insurance expenses, Medicare Part B, long-term care insurance, dental co-pays, those types of things in retirement. So the idea is that you have a high-deductible uh, plan, a high deductible plan that, you know, you're responsible for the first thousand, several thousand dollars. The minimum deductible for a single person is 1250 For a family, it's 2500 bucks. So it's a high deductible plan. That means for the first $2,500, you're on the hook. But if you have a family plan that has a $2,500 deductible, you can put as much as $6,550 pre-tax into an HSA plan. You get an extra bump of a thousand if you're over 55 catch-up contribution. Yeah, and so the idea is that it's for healthier families, people that don't go to the doctor that much. Some companies are just doing it, so you really don't have much choice. But yeah, you max that thing out because if there's money left over in, in it, not only can you invest it in things like index funds, but it's it's there for the future. And health insurance costs run. On average, six hundred to eight hundred dollars a month in retirement for all of the ancillary costs: Medicare Part B, supplemental plans, prescription drugs, dental copays, things like that. So max those things out if they're available to you. It's much better than a regular savings account. Interesting to note that I didn't have any healthcare costs in my life, and then suddenly I did have healthcare costs in my life. Yeah. So I had no need or want or desire to really even pay attention to HSA. I'd rather put money into the four hundred one k. And then you start hitting it. You start learning insurance sucks. Yeah. Even when you have a great insurance plan, and you 
happen to go to a doctor, only X amount is going to be covered. Um, like flu shots are covered, but not much else, even with insurance. Isn't it offensive? Do you find health insurance offensive? It, it, well, especially now. Yeah. I mean, if, if you want to get on a, started on now that, you know, the Affordable Care Act was waived for larger employees, and now it's waived for middle employees. It's like, here, let's pass a law, but no, it's okay if you break it. Wow. <laughs> It's a, it's a it's a disaster, and the, the costs are going to go up. And now there's even um, you know insurers uh, are going to have to pay this extra tax. That's part of the Affordable Care Act. So get ready for higher costs there as well. You may think I'm crazy when I say this, but if we outlawed all insurance, I bet healthcare costs would go down. And I bet that's the only way to make healthcare costs go down. If we stop if we stop subsidizing healthcare costs, healthcare costs would go down. And insurance is a form of subsidy. Anyway, that's just my angle. Me and Teddy Cruz will be at the plaza later today. You can find me online at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Doing the very best we can to push ideas with you to get to retirement. I'm sitting with CFP Chad Burton, who I'm proud to say is a friend of mine. Good person. Typically in a good mood. Why is that? I get worked up. I get kind of crazy. Typically in a good mood. Why is that? I don't know. Just a positive guy. Okay. Like, I, I get worked up. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've seen me worked up before. I've seen you chest bump once. <laughs> and that was that was hilarious. Uh, man. But I get to the point where I get like I'm passionate about certain things, and one of the things clearly I'm passionate about is quality, um, whether it be food and or services. It kind of freaks me out, Chad, that the industry has so many flaws that you and I represent, but yet every industry has so many flaws. And we could probably get a mechanic who's freaked out about bad mechanics. We could probably get a housewife who's freaked out about moms who put their kids in front of television. Like, we could find bad everything. But I get really passionate about it, and yet you stay optimistic. You have to in life. I mean, you have to focus on what you want and go after it. You have to you and I picture are, it, envision it, and you are very different. keep going. You know, I, I talk about that story where I went to Steelhead Brewery, and I saw a very popular mutual fund, and salespeople were there. Um and it just pissed me off because they're so young and they're so stupid and they're putting people in bad product that ultimately get sued. Um, but it, it, that drives me crazy. And for you, you're like, I eh, just push forward. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you, I think that's probably why we make a pretty a decent team. You know, people, if you're, if you're taking it from the investment angle, people can look at the news every day and there's always somebody on that's trying to get you to be super scared or super positive. Right. 
the real results are right in the middle. And people, you know, as long as you're taking that systematic approach to investing, stick to the tracker. Don't try to go to the story stuff. Systemic. systemic. Well, you know, that's part of my strategy. I miss miss him so much. (laughs) Comics do, too. They have so much less material now. That has actually been kind of interesting to see that comics have started to turn on Obama. I mean... Bush was such an easy target with strategery that, you know, they kind of laid off a model for a while, but then the health care plan just opened the door to attack, attack, attack. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, with that said, let's talk about, um, what do you want to talk about? Oh, boy, I don't know. We got an event coming up in Pleasanton. We do, yeah. And that's Bond Alternatives? Yeah, I mean, so basically we have a female version of Ben Bernanke. At the Federal Reserve, so a dove, and that's one of the reasons why the market popped back up from what well, we had almost an eight percent decline on the Dow, and we've recovered a majority of that at this point because there's still that question from the you know the the market like as, as if the market's a real person, right? So CNBC talks about it, the market, but she's pretty much the same thing, you know, the same exact path of the Federal Reserve, which is slow, gradually increasing interest rates. There's not a big push for much higher rates. If the economy stalls, they'll continue their asset purchases. Um, the fact is, is that retirees have a tough time because CDs and bonds are not super attractive at this point. So that idea of a 4 to 5% portfolio draw rate is under threat right now. So having to look at different things besides just bonds in your portfolio, bond alternatives, things that can give you bond like returns, but offer lifetime income that's in that 4 to 5% range, you've got to look at it. And the thing is, you don't want to be tied up in super ugly products that, that you know, commission-based people try to sell all the time. You've got to have flexibility because in five years, my speech might change. It might be, okay, go back to doing a, a laddered bond portfolio. But right now, you have to stay liquid. You have to look at alternatives in order to make that 4 to 5% goal that you have with your overall portfolio. It's interesting that you brought up... Um you know, bonds is attractive at one point in time. They've never been attractive to me. And that just tells you, again, that I'm not ready for retirement. I'll tell you a point where they were attractive. In 2009, when bond funds sold off to 30 40% discounts of their face value, we made double-digit returns for a couple of years in a row on higher-yielding bond funds. I mean, that's when the, when the baby goes out with the bathwater type, when you look at an asset class, the same thing happened in munis where everything got sold off. To a level that was just ridiculous. Or when you have a 10-year treasury that's, you know, 6% yields and you can buy corporate bonds at 7 to 9%, ladder that bond portfolio, take that and, and love it, and then hedge it with tips and commodities to help you keep up with inflation. There's just no inflation right now. And you, do, you, don't, you don't want to buy a lot of tips or commodities until the velocity of money picks up, and it's not there yet. Isn't that kind of interesting that in my investment career, which is age 20 to 60, Bonds have been largely unattractive. Like the, we live in a rate, a world of, we live in a time of low interest rates. Mm-hmm. So it really doesn't make sense to save on the conservative side. It makes sense to save on the equity side, and that whole message people are missing. Yeah. Like you, you get no reward for putting money in a bank. You get no reward for putting money in a CD, but you do get rewarded for the low cost of money that you put into equities in the stock market, and that message is totally missed 100%.
Yeah. And, you know, I told somebody the other day they had long-term bond funds in their 401k. Um, that, you know, will lose value if interest rates continue to increase at, you know, half to 1% a year over the next couple of years. So looking at if you have a 401k with a stable value fund that's going to pay you, you know, one and a half, two 2% without any risk versus a long-term bond fund for that portion of your money, you might consider that. Then it's in also in a cash-like investment. So if the market does have a big correction that we haven't had for several years, take advantage of that. Buy at the bottom. So Steve Valentine was persecuted for marrying people who were Christians and persecuted under the Roman Empire. Don't celebrate the views and opinions of Valentine's Day. It's my plan. And his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.